the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections, brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where diversity and opportunity are one. From education to employment, entrepreneurship to innovation, this program is your weekly connection to the latest trends and opportunities taking place all across Silicon Valley. Host Carl Davis Jr. talks to the rock stars of Silicon Valley and offers you engaging interviews and insights from local, regional, and internationally acclaimed business leaders, entrepreneurs, and community leaders to help you stay connected. Now, here's your host, Carl Davis Jr. Hello, hello, hello. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Carl Welch. Carl Davis is taking a break. I think he's visiting beautiful San Diego today. Uh, You are listening to the Silicon Valley Business Connection, and I am... Pleased and honored today to introduce you to this gentleman whom I knew when he was just a pup. I mean, he wasn't even a pup. He was like a PU. And uh, he has grown into one of the, the, the most distinguished, honorable, intelligent, well-spoken um, businessman, family man. Uh, he, he's, a, he's a part of the, the one of the greatest fraternities, the first fraternity. Uh, from all others originate. This is my good friend, my fraternity brother, and my sans, Mr. Aaron Crudison. Aaron, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, Carl. Hey, sans. I am, uh, I, I mean this. I, I knew Aaron, a matter of fact, we went to the party together where he met his wife, and his wife has been there. How long have you guys been married, Aaron? Uh, 29 years this year. 29 years. Golly, I don't even have friends for 29 years. I, matter of fact, he stopped being my friend for a few years, so that even, that's, you know. Uh, Aaron is, now let me tell you something. Aaron was the acting general president of Alpha Phi Alpha, which is my fraternity, uh, in 2012. That means he grew from being a pup to being Big Papa. And mm. he is also, and, and I'm proud to say, Aaron, you were just ordained as the elder, as an elder at the uh, AME, AME Zion Church. Is that correct? That is correct. Mm, that means something. So what we want to do is we want to talk about that, your stint as president at Alpha, what uh, Alpha actually means to you and, and um, what Alpha actually means to the uh, to our community, which I think is is incredible. Now, one of the things I want to talk about is, is you grew up in Los Angeles, California. You took on the role of raising your brother when we were in college? Well, let's take it back a little bit, Carl. I grew up originally in Memphis, uh, Tennessee, uh, in the projects of Memphis. And I moved to Los Angeles when I was 14, and there I moved to South Central. Um, and there, my mom was unstable in housing, and so I've experienced being impoverished, uh, wanting to have a better life, and found my way to Berkeley. Yes. And it was there at Berkeley when my mom passed away and took on my brother, uh, who was 16, 17 years old at the time, and raised him while he was in high school while we were in college together. Yeah. So I've seen him from all directions. 
Now, your brother's name is Jimmy. How old is Jimmy now? Ah, Jimmy should be about 48 years old. Well, we, we get old quickly, don't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. College days swiftly pass, imbued with memories fond. So, so, and then, so Aaron, you were, tell us a little bit about your stint as, as, as president uh, and uh, the role that you, you took on as president of, uh, of Alpha Phi Alpha, because one of the things we try to do is talk about the business of organizations and how those businesses actually impact the, uh, the inner cities and the economy, whether if it's kids going to college or uh, um, uh, businesses that are current that, that uh, you can support. So tell us a little bit about your role as president of Alpha real quick. Okay, and if you don't mind if I lead up to that, Carla, yeah. you know, I, I knew nothing about Alpha when we came together at college, and um, when we came together, we developed a brotherhood. Uh, we became together as men of distinction. That's right. We were informed that Alphas are the leaders. We develop leaders, and we were expected to excel in everything that we uh, touched. Right. And so I got that foundation from Alpha, and so as a result of that, uh, I... I continued on with my profession and and my family life, and and I, I instilled that into my belief. And so uh, I became Western Region Vice President, the 27th Western Region Vice President of this uh, fraternity, which governs over 13 states in the West, wow. including Alaska and Hawaii. And I've been to all of them. <laughs> um, and then from there, I sat on the board of directors of Alpha, where we set policy and during 2012, had the extraordinary opportunity to govern over uh, the fraternity as the acting general president. But all of that ties into we develop leaders to go out and make a difference. Right, right. And so that's really, in a nutshell, was my uh, trajectory. So Alpha as, um, has an economic development uh, uh, there's a role, as I wrote down earlier, there's a role that uh, you guys provide collaborative, innovative, and strategic economic development leadership uh, in the communities. <clears throat> now, as an Alpha brother, I'm very proud, but I, I, I'm very proud of you, and I'm very proud of how Alpha as an organization works within the communities. Um, but tell me, we were talking a little bit earlier about you being part of, uh, of the AME Zion Church. Tell me, how does that actually work with you being an Alpha Brother as well? Uh, maybe a little bit of the history of, uh, a- of the AME Zion and how that actually interacts also with your with your faith and belief today. Sure. Um, thank you for asking that question. I mean, I grew up uh, in Memphis as a Baptist, and uh, when we came through the fraternity. Uh, as you know, back in 1904, 05, when we were forming a fraternity, uh, those brilliant young men yes. uh, who were at Cornell University simply didn't have places they could worship and go to. And there was this church called St. James AME Zion, and that was the church uh, not too far from Cornell that still stands today, uh, where they formulated the fraternity, where they got together and worshiped. Uh, AME Zion is known as the Freedom Church. You know, Harriet Tubman freed a lot of slaves under the Underground Railroad and was stopped through there. Uh, everything that AME Zion stood for, that we could worship a God who loved all people, not some people because of the color of their skin. Right. And we had to be able to have a social uh, action towards making sure that all people receive the same access. And so AME Zion aligned with my theology. Uh, it aligns with what God wants us to do as a people. 
Um, and so the things that we're experiencing today is no differently than what our jewels were experiencing over 110 years ago. Yeah. Now our seven jewels, um, we had to we had to learn these, and I'm I'm going to put Aaron to the test here to see if Uh-oh. he if he knows the seven jewels. Because if he doesn't, then we're going to have to call him and resend that off that uh, presidential thing. Aaron, tell me the seven jewels. Do you remember them? Of course you do. Uh, well, I put me to the test. Uh, Jewel, <laughs> Jewel, Big Brother Henry Arthur Callis, right. George Phillips, Kelly, Eugene Kinkle Jones, Bertha Wilson, Candy, Henry Arthur. Uh, Henry Arthur and Berta Wilson Tandy. Boy, I tell you, man, you you lost me at Eugene Kinkle Jones. <laughs> now, Alpha is a brand. Alpha Alpha is a brand that is worldwide. I mean, you can find an Alpha brother anywhere, and you can also find an Alpha brother. And when you well, when you do find that Alpha brother, we have that connection that that is incredible that you literally become without without even knowing their history you literally become that brother's brother explain to me what does that mean to you uh and what is that what brand is that what does that brand actually mean to uh to us as alpha men in your opinion wow well um just recently i just got back my wife and i from seoul korea wow yeah i saw the pictures on uh facebook (laughs) beautiful you guys look beautiful out there yeah, thank you, thank you, and and even in Seoul, Korea, we have brothers who are serving in the military and doing extraordinary things for not only this fraternity but for their country. Yes, and I can tell you, Carl, it was as if I knew those young men all my life uh, because of the extraordinary bond of right. this great brotherhood. Right, right, and that's incredible. Uh, so it doesn't matter where you go in the world. Uh, we have this extraordinary uh, thread, what's called this brotherhood, that pulls us together uh, in the work that we do all across the world. Now, now speaking of brotherhood and sisterhood, Aaron is a proud papa of four amazing children. One just yeah. graduated uh, this weekend from, and I hate yeah. to say the name of the school, but he's, he did an incredible job at UCLA. You have one that is at Sac State. You have one that's at, give them the axe, Sanford. And you have one that graduated from UC Riverside, right? Did I say that right? That's correct. Okay. And you got a beautiful wife that I've known since she was a, a beautiful college student. Um, and tell me about family. How, how's your family doing? Wow. Uh, we, we are truly blessed, you, you know, to, to be an African-American family, to uh, have a wife of almost 30 years. I tell brothers and sisters, hey, it's, uh, you, everything's not going to be rosy, but it's all about staying together, uh, working together, loving each other together, and working those things out uh, to have four beautiful kids that go all, all to go to college. You know, I'm a broke man as a result of that. <laughs> Um, but the good part is that each of them uh, are going to be extraordinary uh, contributors and citizens right. to making a change to this great land of ours. Yeah, and I couldn't have done it without my queen by my side yes. um, and them having us together to encourage and lift them up to be whatever they want to be. Yeah, that, that's incredible, actually, to have four kids in college. Uh, I I I have a I have a, a seventh grader going into the eighth grade, and I was very happy that she graduated out of the seventh grade. So we have a I have a long ways to go, but I'm hoping that they can they can uh, reach the pinnacle of of your children, and I can reach the pinnacle of success uh, as as you and Suzanne has. 
Uh, we have uh, just a minute left in this segment, but so when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about the economic development of uh, Alpha, and I want to talk about the Brotherhood of Alpha uh, and what you believe that Alpha's responsibility is in America today, uh, not just economically, um, but uh, academically, uh, socially, uh, and and more. Um, so, but before we leave, um, uh, I spoke with Arsan's um, Maury Bienemy. And I was trying to get Maury to call in today. Maybe he'll call in in a bit. Uh, But I wanted to talk to you and Maury, if I could. I want to talk a little bit about uh, about, uh, uh, our pledging process and how that built a friendship um, between uh, you and I and the five brothers that were online. So in 30 seconds, just tell me something brief so we can catch up. 30 seconds, tell me about that brotherhood that you think think formed uh, when we were online. Uh, I, I think it's incredible, Carl, that you brought five young men from different parts of life different journeys we all came together and what we were taught was that no differently than the jewels if we're going to get through this world we got to be able to support one another to encourage one another even when those around us are not supporting encouraging us ourselves yeah and so having that connectivity having that uh love and appreciation amongst brothers I think it's hard that black men have a hard time saying, I love you and I support you. I encourage you. That's the bond that we have. No matter what happened with any one of us, we knew that we would be there for one another. You can't trade that for anything. All right. right. We'll be right back uh, here with the Silicon Valley Business Connection. Uh, And um, so we'll take a second. We'll be right back. This is Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. Brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com, or call 408-288-8806. Now, back to Silicon Valley Business Connections. Boy, I, I got to tell you, Aaron, my producer, he is a blue-eyed soul fanatic. <laughs> he loves some good music, man. I can tell you that. We are. Right. This is Carl Welch. We're missing Carl Davis and the Carl and Carl Show, but Carl Davis is in San Diego, beautiful San Diego. But you are listening to the Silicon Valley Business Connection, and we are here talking to my good friend and someone that I can honestly say I'm very proud to be my brother, Mr. Aaron Crudison Sr. No middle name. Aaron no Crudison Sr. No middle name. Aaron, uh, in the break, we were talking a little bit about schools. And as much as we know, you, you came from, as the song says, you know, Came from the bottom. Now we're on the top. We know you came from Memphis, went to L.A., which is tough in itself. I I know I'm from Long Beach. Went to one of the most prestigious academic institutions today. And now you travel all over the world doing business. And I follow you all the time. Uh, One of the things one of the things that are important to you are schools, especially segregated schools and charter schools. So tell me tell tell me a little bit about tell us a little bit about what you've seen throughout the United States and maybe even throughout the world uh, when it comes to schools and the importance of that to you. Uh, And thanks for that question, Carl. As you know, as you said, I've gone to public school. I've gone to a little Catholic school and I've gone to, uh, to Berkeley. But as we travel across the world, we're saying that we have to do better as it relates to particularly African-American Latinos having access to a good education. Uh, study shows that uh, a kid needs to know 10,000 words before the age of four. That's before they get to kindergarten. Wow. And if we don't have the pre-K type programs within these communities to prepare these kids, then many of our kids are already behind when they get to education. 
We also know that when you get sent to the principal's office, you're not learning. When you expel, you're going through a pipeline of jail to prison. So we're trying to ensure that uh, families are involved in their kids' life from day one, involved in their lives, so that they can make sure that they are prepared, they're ready, but also that the public schools are equipped uh, to provide the quality education that they're designed to provide. Uh, my concern is that uh, they're not doing that today. We're having more charter schools, and our kids will be closed out of that gap, creating another separatism that we had back in the 40s and 50s. Right. And so I want to make sure that we can educate and create awareness, uh, just like my kids. When people ask me, how did my kids get prepared? Well, we made sure that they got quality education uh, and had access to those schools that they wanted to attend. Right. Um, and I want that for every child in America, across America. Uh, it should not depend on their zip code or where they live, but every child deserves a quality education. Right. Now, as an alpha, I know alphas, I know alphas uh, continue to stand as a beacon of hope uh, to uh, underserved communities and uh, somewhat of a guiding light uh, to our youth and our world. And I'm, I'm proud to hear that you represent not only just that uh, from the alpha standpoint, but from your own personal standpoint. And obviously, it's obvious from how you've raised your kids and the success of your children alone. Uh, I know Betsy DeVos came from from that, especially that horrible uh, environment that she came from as far as the charter schools in Detroit and how that separates. What do you think about charter schools and and, uh, how that creates some sort of separatism within the inner city, especially in the communities? between the rich or the poor or the have and the have-nots or the access and the lack of access? I think there are some great charter schools out there, but you mentioned Bethany DeVos. And anyone who can say that HBCUs had a choice is <laughs> right. obviously right. confused. Right. And so uh, we created these historic black community, uh, 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 historical black colleges because we had no choice. Had, yeah, right. and we created extraordinary institutions in the black community to ensure that our kids and grandkids got an education. Right. So her inability to understand that is gravely concerning to me, um, which leads to the charter schools. I think there are some extraordinary charter schools out there across America. Uh, however, the focus and question should be for those who do not have access. Yeah who will hold those schools accountable so that they, too, can get quality education. So I'm thankful to Alpha to have go to high school, go to college. Uh, we uh, make sure that that program have all the chapters across the nation, making sure that kids have uh, the understanding that you need an education. Now, uh, there, are, the there church, are some there are some. Like you said, there are some quality uh, charter schools, and I know there's one in yes, Chicago. Right. Well, there's, there's a lot of them, but there's one in Chicago that gets a lot yep. of notoriety, one in Atlanta. The one in Chicago is where they show all those brothers that 100% yep. of them graduate and 100% of them goes to college. Now, That's correct. Now, why is it that that type of format, that that type of formula can't be used across the board nationwide, whether it's, and why aren't we fighting for that in all of our schools? That's that type of format, maybe in, even in all of our schools, our school systems. <laughs> And that's the question, because we need that same level of intentionality that's in those schools. You're telling a young person that you can be what you want to be, be proud to be African-American, uh, instilling in them a great sense of uh, love and support. If every child got that, 
then you will see that same type of outcome. And even as you and I went to Berkeley, we were just, what, a number. Yeah. Not, no one came to us and said, Carl and Aaron, we support you. We care about you on a mass level. And we're going to make sure you get taken care of. We didn't get that. Um, you have to find your way through. And so if you can have individuals that really make sure that they care about you and your success, it should be in every school, not just some schools. Now, um, on on that note, Aaron, and I'm glad you said that because I'm going to be calling on you. I'm working with the black <laughs> alumni. We're going to be calling on you to do a mentorship program so that we can give them that ju- that speech, just that, uh, and and help them through. So you know that as a as a, as a segue. So, but you hey, said man. something earlier about um, uh, uh, pre K uh, children been able to read or having to know, did you say 4,000 words or 40,000 no, words? 10,000 10, words. 10,000 words. Age of four. Wow. 10,000 words. Age of four. Now, yeah. now, is that a guideline to say if, in fact, you know these 10,000 words, then you, you, you know, you, you're heading towards success. And if you don't, then you're, you're, you know, we need to pick up the pace a little bit. Uh, it's a research that shows your child is verbal, your child is able to recognize words and read words, your child is engaged. And we know that those who are reading at a level of uh, proficiency, they yeah. tend to do well yeah. uh, with their curriculum. And by third grade, the study shows that if you cannot read by third, Carl, you're now in trouble because you got to read to learn. Wow. Right. So right. when our young black boys are saying, oh, it's cool, I don't have my books, well, you should be alarmed uh-huh. um, <laughs> because you need to learn to, to, to be able to learn, you got to read to mm-hmm. learn your work. So we want to make sure that we capture our kids at an earlier age so that they are equipped and ready to compete. So what role do you think Alpha can play? And not just Alpha, but there are, there are Alphas, Alpha Phi Alpha. Kappa Alpha Psi, Omega Psi Phi, and Phi Beta Sigma. Am I missing anyone? Uh, Iota. Uh, okay. Um, Phi and, Beta. And those are those are just the male oriented Greek letter. And, and do we say Greek letter, or do we just say Greek organizations? Uh, the Greek letter organizations. All right. So, what do you think that 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 our responsibility, um, undergraduate and graduate chapter, uh, can be or should be or is? in helping raise our children to be at that level academically? Um, I think what, of all those organizations, when you become a part of that membership, uh, you have one thing in line, that everybody went to college. Mm-hmm. May not have graduated, but they <laughs> went to college. And so we have a higher obligation to go back into the communities and give back what we have learned and, and have gained as part of our wisdom and our higher level of education. Right. So that's our responsibility. However you feel to give back to the community, uh, there is a continuum of services you can do. You mentioned mentorship. Uh, we, we need people who are able to go back into schools to give back to the schools. Uh, we know in America that if you give back to your community, you are investing in your community being stronger, viable, right. and equipped to do those great things. Right. Uh, we, we, so, we, got, we got a couple minutes left, Aaron. I want to make sure that people understand or, or if they want to even reach out to you, uh, how can they do that? Whether if it's through Facebook or whatever it is, I want people to be able to, to respond also to you. How can, how can people reach out to you, Aaron? Okay, well, I do want to lift up my mail investment program. Uh, that is with the church, and uh, that is uh, bringing all of the United uh, Black Methodist Church together to develop mm-hmm. a curriculum 
for saving young black boys becoming uh, healthier black men. There you go. And so that's my new focus, along with the work that we do on Alpha. So if you want to reach me, uh, you can reach me at uh, my last name, Crudison at AOL.com. That is a general uh, email that I've had all my life. <laughs> and I received a lot of curriculums around uh, what people are doing with male investment programs all across the country. We're looking to design an extraordinary program that any church community can invest in. And so even though you're preaching on Sunday, we want you to use your building throughout the week nice. to invest in the lives of black boys. Nice. That's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. Ladies and gentlemen, we have about a minute left. And again, I want to raise up uh, this gentleman. Uh, he and I were not always friends, <laughs> especially when we pledged. But I have grown to love, honor, and respect this gentleman and his family. He's got a fantastic wife. She's not only just uh, stunning, physically stunning, beautiful, but she is intelligent. Uh, she is yeah. wise. She is yeah. strong. Thank you. She is courageous. Uh, I just want to say thank you, Aaron Crudison, for being a part of uh, our show today. Thank you for being a part of our life and our world and everything that you do. Uh, and please continue, continue, continue. you got 30 seconds. Tell me something, Aaron. Uh, first of all, Carl, I want to say thank you. Thank you for being a consciousness uh, aware and doing the work that you're doing with uh, your family. Uh, we have to continue being advocates so that uh, our kids and our grandkids can see a world better than we did. So well, thank you for all that you do. Well, I, I follow you. You guys, everybody follow Aaron, email him. And uh, Aaron, I love you, brother. I do love you. Love and you I look too. forward to seeing you soon. All right. All right. God Thank bless. you, everybody, Thank you. for listening to the Silicon Valley Business Connections. Next week, Carl will be here, and we look forward to talking to you then. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. and brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. Or call 408-288-8806. That's 408-288-8806. Copies of our podcast are available online at blackchamber.com. If you would like to know more about a specific guest or make recommendations for upcoming guests and topics, email info at blackchamber.com. Keeping you connected, Silicon Valley Business Connections. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.